0: Today is Tuesday, April 25th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Today, we dip our toe into the political realm for just a few minutes and talk about the recent firing of Tucker. uh, And then we swiftly move to uh, Jesus as God and what is the minimum profession and belief someone must believe in order to be saved. Must you believe Jesus as God? What are the scenarios around that? Let's talk about it a little bit and see what we think the Bible is actually saying. Obviously, this is a bare bones, like what is the absolute minimum before you get you know hit by an asteroid or meteor that you can be saved and skate into heaven. Um, no one would ever teach this stuff. We would definitely teach a proper understanding of the Bible, which would include reading the thing, um, not just like the cliff notes. Anyway, then Torah versus Talmud. Someone raises the question, if you believe the New Testament, you cannot believe the Old Testament. What they really mean is you can't believe the Talmud. Yeah, okay, fine. Talmud sure whatever I believe the Bible I don't believe the Talmud okay it doesn't mean there's not some truth in the Talmud like you know if it says hey uh some people made the exodus and hey here's our laws here's how we follow them sure sure that's true you know how to follow your own laws in the Bible um but as far as spiritual related or anything like that um yeah we think the Talmud is not correct um anyway doesn't have anything to do with the Old Testament um except the overlap Venn diagram oral tradition Talmud exodus whatever anyways you'll see uh, Torah versus Talmud, um, and then the procession, the eternal procession of the Spirit doctrine. So we talk uh, have some interesting speakers to uh, shed some light on that and how the Holy Spirit relates to the Trinity, etc. So uh, enjoy the show today and follow this podcast, share the links everywhere pretty, pretty please, and check out the Ask a Christian book available on Amazon and learn more about what we do and why we do it. Check out the Ask a Christian store, grab some merchandise stuff, to uh, facilitate conversations about your faith and why you have it. And you can also support the podcast by clicking on the donate link. All these links are in the description. So take care. Have an awesome Tuesday. Um, Can you tell the difference in uh, rabbit and squirrel? Great. Then we're having rabbit for dinner tonight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys seem to be doing some lapinophobia here, so I'm like getting very nervous.
2: Oh, well. My one of my dad. My dad was German, so he he actually made us Hassenpfeffer um a couple of times when we were kids. So there you go. Well,
3: Robbie, your current profile pic already looks like the rabbit is skinned. So I mean, what's left to do?
2: Fair enough. Are there any weird federal laws in Canada against eating rabbits? Because there might.
3: No, you can uh, certain grocery stores uh, sell
1: them. Yeah.
2: What's the weirdest you thing that a would show up to your door
1: about? Trans rabbit eating. So so, oh, so
3: uh denying uh, the rabbit the surgery it wanted. Uh the RCMP well, I mean, I've only ever seen a couple of RCMP officers and I've never seen them on horseback. Um but uh my understanding is you know they would show up for stuff like perhaps um uh like some type of warrant or some type of perhaps maybe like an extradition thing or something like that um but i mean they don't like the same as like there are like there are sheriff's offices in in different provinces but they don't really do very much like it's it's more kind of left to to local the local police right like so yeah that's that's a good question i'd have to i'd have to look that up i actually don't have any idea I know that they're the one police agency that can go anywhere in the country and enforce laws like they they don't have a quote unquote jurisdiction.
0: So like the FBI or the Fed people? Well,
3: yeah. Yeah. okay, Yeah. That'd be a good uh, a good um, example. Do you have your
0: own version of that? And this is like an extra one or that is your version of that? I
3: think that is the version of that. Yeah, I think that is the version of it. Oh, well, interesting. That that might get you honorary Canadian citizenship status, Nate, for knowing that. Wow.
0: Heck yeah. All right. I like I'll hockey. take it. I mean, Does that count? I, I
3: that miss,
0: counts I, against you.
3: I, I miss what you said, Chris. I like hockey. Well, it's so this is funny. So I, I can't I, I have no interest in hockey whatsoever. And uh, this is something that we've always chatted about before. Like Steph has said that I almost have to give up my Canadian card because I don't care about hockey. Um, I, I don't drink beer and uh, and don't like Tim Hortons either. So I think that, that almost disqualifies me as a Canadian.
2: I think the the uh, Mounties may show up to your house just for saying that on Clubhouse today.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to make, make so the joke so bad, but it's, but it's yeah. political. I'm not not sure what you're showing up at my door.
3: I'm not sure what you're. Oh, shit. There's a knock at the door.
0: (laughs) Or innocently driving a truck down the street. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man.
2: Is that still going on?
0: It's morning already. No, they locked them all up and took all their bank accounts. (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) Sorry, what? The truck protests, how they, like, you know, block traffic for, like, a day, and, like, your dear leader had a meltdown and, like, freeze their bank accounts and threw them all in jail. It's so, like, you can't do that. That's violence. You're literally murdering people. They're like, bro, we're sitting in a truck.
3: So, okay, so it wasn't – okay, so the, the so the truck protests were kind of – they did it over several provinces, and it took place over many weeks. Um, and the reason why they were uh, – where some of them were arrested, I, I think it may be um, – Flots that you're hearing, I I wasn't aware that bank accounts were seized. Um, I could look into that though. I could be wrong, but the reason why people were arrested was because they blocked, uh, they blocked what's considered critical infrastructure. So they made it so that emergency vehicles couldn't get through thoroughfares, and that's why they were arrested.
0: Yeah, here we just call that a summer of peace and love, while people you know block ambulances and stuff like that on our main main infrastructure that's uh, peaceful and loving and stunning and brave here, I guess. Uh,
3: is, is it a, is and... it a law? So if, um, if, if there's an ambulance going down the street, is mm-hmm. it law uh, where like in Florida that you have to like pull over to the right stop?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah um, okay. it, it, it's like, yeah, like slow down and pull over unless there's like, if it's on the opposite side of the road, if there's like a median, it's like the school bus rules kind of, it's like, well, yeah, if it's divided highway, yeah. If it's yeah. divided <clears throat>
4: highway,
3: you don't have to, but if it's, if it's one piece of highway, yeah, then you have to, yeah. Okay. So yeah.
2: Yeah, no, they they seized uh, a bunch of people's bank accounts and it was like a big deal because um, people were basically saying that it could destroy the banking system. That if you don't have the confidence that the government can't just seize bank accounts um, with just fiat, that you could have some serious, serious problems down the road.
0: Yeah, I'm reading now that it says like, you know, after, after a time of that, it says um, hundreds of bank accounts unseized because of what Chris says, which implies that, you know however many are still seized.
3: What, what, what site are you reading this off of?
0: Oh gosh, this is just us. Uh, let's see. It's on, it's the same thing on the New York times, national review, newsweek, business insider, um, wall street journal, CNN, <laughs> CNN freaking in Forbes, Bloomberg. Yeah. I'm the whole gambit. Interesting. National post.
3: National Post, I think, is the one newspaper you guys might like because it's pretty right-leaning here.
0: I actually don't – I've never read anything from it, I don't think.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty right-leaning. So you have the – so, like, kind of based out of Toronto, there's three, main, there's three main newspapers. The Toronto Sun, which is like a comic book. It's written at, like, the grade three level. Um, <laughs> uh, the Toronto Star, which is a little better. It's written at about the grade eight level. Uh, and the National Post is kind of um, parallel to that.
0: Well, hey, Fox News is liberal now that they got rid of uh, Tucker Carlson and Dan Bongino.
3: So did he? So it's funny because this this is all I I just haven't paid attention because I just I just don't have a fiber in my being that cares. But it did. The only report that I saw was that they parted ways. Was he fired or did he leave?
0: Uh, so I, I I don't think that as of yet he's still made a statement, but. I mean, basically when they say we parted ways, it's like when a girlfriend breaks up with you, you're like, no, no, it was mutual. It's like, yeah, you totally got dumped. So like, I mean, reading the tea leaves, which, you know, Christians don't do, but if someone were, um, or to use that expression innocently, uh, yeah, I'm sure because, you know, there was stuff that came out like when he, um, oh boy, going back, let me put on my tinfoil hat for a minute. Uh, Going back a couple months ago when he got the January 6th footage and was like exposing all like the J6 committees, like, absolute editing lies for the last two years and he was like comparing and contrasting. He was showing the clips they released which were really damning and then he's like now let's see the unedited version and he just let the tape roll and it's like wow and you started to see like how bad they doctored the footage to like get people thrown in jail, et cetera. Um, so like people, I guess, really freaked out about that because, you know, all the other Fox news are just like yeah. loudspeakers. So they're like, you know, Biden sucks. He's bad. And everyone's like, Oh, they're so stunning and brave. They're so adventurous. Oh, wow. They're, they're the, really the opposition. Um, but then he was doing this, which is like, really, I guess, stepping on some people's toes. So I guess there was a bunch of infighting at Fox because he took a ma- and this is all just like random internet stuff that I'm consolidating for you. But I guess he took on his new newest contract, he took like a big pay cut in order to have like full, almost full editing control over his show. So in order to speak freely, which is like the only one in the network talking about the things he talked about, it's because of that reason people were speculating, which sounds right, yeah. that he, he and Bongino too, had editorial control. So that's why they were able to get away with saying stuff. None of the other people could say um, anyway, because of the Dominion voting thing that just came out where they, you know, settled for like almost a billion dollars. Um, to a company that's worth, like, $70 So, you know, if we thought they were bad before, they're going to be, like, steroided out now. But, yeah, so because of that, the stuff he was saying about Dominion and the stuff he is saying about January 6th and exposing all these people on both sides for, like, editing the footage, blah, 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 um, that led to this moment where Bongino's contract was up, and they just didn't renew, probably, for that reason. But Tucker's was not up. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why... um, everyone thinks that he got fired because they were like trying to force him to like renegotiate his contract. And, uh, you know, people are, who are championing him are thinking, well, you know, he, he must've had the integrity to be like, I don't care about your money. I'm, I'm not going to like censor myself. And
5: they're like, all right, bye Felicia. Anyway, he doesn't, he doesn't have to worry about that. He can find work somewhere, but Hey, Nate, what, what about, I didn't hear, I've not been following it because I've just kind of decided to check out of politics because of 2020 and the inconsistencies but what is it about the you said there was a big dominion voting yes lawsuit. I, so dominion
1: fox news settled with dominion for 787.5 million dollars over um basically the fact that fox news was disparaging dominion for a year and with all sorts of internal documents that said that they were doing horrible things and all like all like that fox news was saying we can't say this we know it's false what are we doing here the internal documents were sped over and over and over again so in order to avoid a trial that was up to a one and a half billion dollars they settled for half of that so this is a case of yeah yeah Uh, so that was yeah so i think that i think you don't have to do any other conspiracy other than tucker carlson was one of the multiple people that cost fox uh, you know, half, like over half a billion dollars. And therefore they're like getting rid of their problem child.
0: Okay. Hang on. So, uh, Fox has always got, it, it would, it, hang on. Go. It, it would warrant a little bit more research. Um, again, this is, this is hearsay from the internet. Someone would need to verify this cause I have not yet, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Anyway. So, all right. Wrap, wrap some tin foil a little bit tighter. So, um, again, I don't follow this stuff. I just happen to like, you know, watch like five, five minutes of internet news a day and, I, I guess I just get this stuff. Anyways, so um, I was I, I was told from the internet, like, you know, they're saying that there was a default judgment for, you know, BS reasons against Fox News. And that was one of the reasons they settled because it was like a lose-lose because of some default judgment. And people are comparing that to, here we go, and then we've got to talk about Jesus before people like completely did, burn did their clubhouse yeah. down. Okay, okay, if that's wrong, uh, give me a source in just a second. But the reason people are saying that is because they were saying something that I believe is totally true, um, which happened a few months ago with, uh, you know, our our dear friend, Alex Jones, um, (laughs) about the Sandy Hook thing, like in Connecticut court, I believe, like they gave a default judgment against him. Um, I, I guess they were demanding evidence and they gave him everything they had. And the judge who clearly seems to have a bias, like if you look at videotapes of her, like she's, Totally hates him, hates Trump, hates anyone to deal with anything conservative. Anyway, so he got a default judgment rendered against him. Um, the evidence would say pretty unjustly for no reason, other than, anyways, but they were saying that's what happened similar to Fox News. So if it didn't happen, um, was there no default judgment for any reason, or was it not the reason mm-hmm. I'm saying, or what?
1: It wasn't a default judgment.
5: So, so basically, Nate, you're saying there's what a little mean, more to well hold on let me just there's a little okay. bit more distorted what Rab actually saying.
0: Well I'm saying there's definitely more of this more to this than either well there's more to this than stories I guess Well there's more to this than anyone's actually gonna know. There just so, always is. Like who knows what uh, goes on in like back dealings. But as far as publicly uh, available information,
4: yeah.
1: I posted so, Ram- a legal analysis of it in what? the chat. I posted a legal analysis of it in the chat. The what you're talking about, that you're calling a default judgment, is where Fox News issued or put in a motion for summary dismissal that says, "Hey, this isn't liable, this isn't scant- like this isn't slander. Just get rid of the thing altogether." And the judge that reviewed that said, "No, I find every one of these things is worthy, has merit, and is worthy of trial. I can't make a decision that says it is not." Like, I can't just throw it out. These all have weight. And the problem was all slander is, is are these things said and do they have weight? And because the judge said, because Fox News said, we want you to, we want you to rule that they don't have any weight. So just say that right off the bat, they don't. The Fox News was asking them to throw it out. And because they asked him to do that, the response was, well, no, they all seem to have merit, so I can't throw it out. It needs to go to trial. And Fox looked at and said, ooh, that basically means the judge ruled that these are all valid, and that's a problem because now that's going to be admitted.
5: Oh, so this is just – are you saying that there's? this is just all kind of preliminary? Preliminary. no it's over Dang. it's been
1: settled it's done it's done it's settled it's over the oh, so, co- so fox news just settled at this point is what you're saying yeah. yes they settled oh, for okay. seven hundred eighty seven okay. and a half million dollars it's all over there's no appeal there's nothing you can do it's done
5: yeah
0: and then yeah yeah. Uh, so then i guess from there it's like uh you know did they did they settle because they like felt there was a good chance they were going to lose. Did they settle because, you know, people have been accusing Fox of being like controlled opposition for years. Uh, Did they settle because, you know, like Murdoch got a better sweet deal that even though it's going to cost his company, he's personally going to, I don't know, be richer than ever because of just settle this, don't fight this and blah, 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 because it sets a, I mean, it's going to set like a precedent. Like, you know, there's going to be precedents now. So like whoever they want to do this to in the future, that's not Fox news. That's maybe like, a, a smaller thing, like I don't know, whatever Shapiro's thing is, or I don't know, some you're, smaller you're operation. I, I'm um, sorry.
1: When you say do this, what do you mean? They're going to do this, like make sure people don't lie about voting machines?
0: Not specifically, but whenever they want to, base, no, uh, whenever probably, they, you know, because probably there's like there's a higher
1: well, benefit
0: from it. Yeah. But because you know, in like uh, what, what's the the current precedent? I'm not a lawyer, but it's like currently, it's like you know, the the bar for like slander and libel. Is much lower for small private people and it's much higher for like, you know, public companies or whatever the threshold is like is like national news places, whatever like that, because there's a lot more people talking about it. So if if that can like change the threshold of like slander libel, so basically, even though the purest of intentions is what you just said, like teaching people not to lie about us, great, noble intent. But if it can well to finish my sentence, if that can change the threshold, so now people can say it's slander and libel when they're like, no, no, we actually have evidence that it's not slander and libel. And they're like, doesn't matter, if the bars and set go away.
1: Nate, guilty. No, 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 Nate. No, I think bad. the bar, no, but the bar here is <clears throat> you on camera said X, you off camera said not X. So on camera, you said the Dominion voting machines were like stolen, this is what happened, here's all the stuff. You said that on camera. And then off camera, amongst yourself and amongst reporters, you said, "Yeah, we know all this is wrong. This is not a. This is actually not the case. We should like. This is going to be a problem if it ever comes out." So, because their internal documents said what they knew, what they were saying on air was false, that seems to be a reasonable bar. Well,
0: right, but then who is they? Actually, actually this is what we never know because it, it just That's says their hey, own it order. About, like, it, well, hey, hang on. It's well, their own order. Whenever, I, I, right, but whenever you say they. Like, you know, it's not like pronouns where they is one person. All we know is it's like the Fox News anchors, like, quote, Fox News personalities. So which ones? Does that mean, like, for example, um, one Fox News anchor is like, no, I'm going to air with this. This is not a lie. And then, like, three more are like, no, it is a lie. It is a lie, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've, unless, like, 100% of them are all, like, yeah, we all at Fox News know it's totally lies. We're doing it anyway. But I can't imagine that just in the rule of never say never. I'm sure there are some that are like, no, I don't care what you say. This is true. I have so, evidence. I'm going to the source. So, unless, watch unless, the legal analysis? By who? Who's the legal analysis coming from? Do you have the source? or is that Legal legal.
1: Posted? Yeah, that's the legal legal guy that goes through, like, case point by point in the case, the public documents points out the quotes, points out where they come from, does a breakdown in, like, this is what they said here. This is what's going on there. And he goes through issue by issue saying what's, what is at stake. You can look at that and go, you don't believe him, but he's pointing at the court documents.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, so can you shed some light since you've read this, um, does legal Eagle, uh, anywhere in there talk about like, you know, does it just say they at Fox news? Does it say there was a consensus or anything like that? Or so, so, okay. So,
1: yeah, it literally okay, so calls you- out the speakers that actually say, I was on air saying this, and I shouldn't have because this we know this is wrong, but I had to say this.
0: So does it say Tucker was one of them?
1: Uh, I don't know if it says Tucker's one of them. I can't I remember mean, that. It was a of time that I watched it. I don't to- remember if Tucker said exactly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Well, I mean, if that so has so anything to, to do this with this why he was bed, fired. Nate, Nate, to put this to bed, if you want to go, and
2: the Legal Eagle stuff is really good. Rap Scuttle's got a good source there. But the, the, the really good, if you want a conservative, definitive take on this, go look up Ben Shapiro going through the legal analysis of this case because he is a trained Harvard lawyer. He's not a dummy. Um, and so And he's also looking at it as somebody who owns a media company. So there's that angle as well. So if you really want the definitive analysis of the particular case, that is the place to go.
0: Wonderful. All right, uh no degree. Did you have anything else to say? I think you've been trying to speak for a little bit.
3: I am just gonna say God doesn't exist.
5: You know there's a God, Romans one. No, um I, I was just I was just curious when you said that about I I've not been following politics. I'm kind of out of the loop, so I was just curious.
0: All right, well now we're all cut up, so that should hold us over for a month or two.
3: Nate, that Nate, that was your opportunity to throw Romans one in my face.
0: I did. Didn't you hear me? No. I said Romans 1, you know God exists. I didn't hear that. I totally said it. See, you missed what I just said. Now, did anyone else hear that? See, Michael, you're missing so much, even from a mere mortal, so you need to open your ears to God.
3: Maybe that was was the app trying to shield me from lies. Lies
0: are lies. (laughs) All right, we have a lot of people. Who has a question about God stuff? Someone was asking, they're like, how do you, uh, they're like, how do you keep your, uh, you know, how do you oh, keep your I, rooms from, uh, from going into, pol- okay. Uh, someone I was just yesterday- curious. Well, one second. Someone uh- yesterday was saying, how do you keep your room from going to uh, politics? I'm like, you know, surprisingly, there's plenty in religion to fight about most days. Um, and now here we are. I'm like, sometimes we go to politics, though, and I guess this is that day. Yeah, no degree. Uh,
5: yeah, getting back to the Trinity, um, I'm wondering what y'all's take on is. I've often, I've uh, I don't see any biblical justification anywhere for a Christian to defend the concept of the Trinity. We're just called to share the gospel to say who Jesus Christ is. Um, and I've often heard people say that uh, if you're not a Trinitarian, you're not a Christian. Now, I do believe that as a Christian, the Spirit reveals things and reveals uh, one God, three persons through Scripture— but do you guys think if someone is denying the Trinity, and uh, you know, maybe they have some sort of modalist view or a heretical view, do you think that disbars them from being a Christian, or what are your thoughts? I want to say before Chris speaks
0: <laughs> – or no, yeah, Chris, you go ahead first. Yours will be quicker. Chris would say yes. I would say I will tell them what I believe and – you Know, I, I think uh fighting against the trinity 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 is um is a, a very bad place to be, and uh, you know, I'm not yeah, it's it basically, I'm going to give a lot more room for uh them to work out with God, but uh, I think Chris would be like, no, automatic heretic, um, even though he would he would agree with me to a point that's like, look, we don't know the hearts of men, so like, there will be a point where you don't know about the trinity, don't understand the trinity. Where it's not necessary, you're fine, you're saved. But then there will be a point where you become so like obstinate, and you fight against it, and you like go after it and attack it. That will be a, a bridge too far, and then you cannot be called a Christian. And I would say, I since I don't know, answer. and I would say since I don't know, uh, no one knows exactly where that line would be. Um, hope the grace of God, you know, pulls them back from the edge.
3: Okay, so here's, um, so here's right. a here's a hypothetical. So, okay. Um, Let's say That someone comes in Like someone comes in this space And says um, I believe that Jesus was the son of God I believe that I am saved uh, By grace through faith alone That Jesus uh, came to earth Lived a perfect life Was uh, crucified Died on the cross Rose three days later for the forgiveness of my sin But I don't think Jesus was God
6: Hell
0: So, like, I'm probably the easiest one, hopefully not to a fault, because I don't want, like, it's like a glass half full, glass half empty. Like, instead of, like, that's dead wrong, like, if someone doesn't believe Jesus is God, but to what, like, how much do they know? How much do they know to not believe Jesus is God? Like, you know, if they just read the parts in the Bible um, where, you know, Jesus talks about or hear from the pastor or street preacher, where, you know, they just say, you know, Jesus is the son of God. And they don't understand by reading that son of God doesn't mean the same way. Like, Michael, you are son of whoever your dad is. It's, it's more deep than that. It's just how humans got to say it's it's someone. Like, we can't say Jesus is just, you know, not, nothing. I mean, so it's like, well, Jesus, you know, son of God, son of Joseph. Um, so he's the son, but not in the same way you're the son of your father. I'm the son of my father. Um, so if they're like, well, Jesus says he's the son of God. And if you believe in his death, burial, resurrection, um, then you'll be saved and you confess he's Lord. So I'll do that. So if someone doesn't understand like all the implications because, you know, Jesus says, you know, he, because uh, Romans 10, 9, 10 says, if you believe God raised Jesus from the dead and then Jesus says, no one takes my life, I lay it down and I have authority to pick it up again. Well, Jesus is a God. Like that's easy to connect those dots, but let's just assume the person hasn't read that or they, they're like. I have some questions about that i don't i don't understand it i'll deal with it later but right now there's no reason for me to think jesus is god but there's every reason for me to think i believe this bible and as much as i've read jesus says you know he's the way the truth and the life and no man comes to the father i guess god in their understanding um except through him so yeah i'm sure some people would read into that and be like no automatic heretic straight to hell you're a marshmallow um where i would be like well if they say the, the positive stuff, like you must believe in Jesus, death, burial, resurrection, he is Lord, then you will be saved. I, I, I don't know. I want to like give grace. Like I definitely would want to like disciple that person and be like, no, no, here's why you should think Jesus is God. But assuming I don't have that chance or I don't have the time, um, I'm not going to say they're a heretic, and I'm not going to say they're not saved. I'm going to hope that you know uh, they're on their journey, and God's quickly going to get a hold of them somewhere. Either they're going to read the Bible more or someone else is going to come along and tell them all the stuff I'm talking about. But, yeah, I wouldn't say they're a heretic. I'd say they are new in their understanding or new in their faith or woefully um, going astray, and it needs to be corrected super quick. But I'm really hesitant to do that heretic thing because only God knows the heart. So – yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And, yeah. And it's funny. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, 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 very carefully constructed that on purpose, right. To, you know, to, to kind of see what, you know, people's different reactions were because like, it could just be like, like, yeah, what you're saying is entirely possible, right? Maybe this is a, a, quote unquote new Christian or quote unquote someone returning to the flock, right. Or something like that. Um, and maybe that's just their current level of understanding. Right. Um, and so it was interesting. Somebody, I didn't see who it was because I wasn't looking at my phone at that that moment. But somebody piped up and said, "You know, heretic going to hell." I don't know who that was. So that was
6: matter. me. Um, I said that.
3: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. Um, I, it was just, it was it was a, it was a curiosity because I, I wanted to see kind of where you know kind of where the spectrum what where the spectrum of thought was. And so, like, it it is interesting, right? Because you you see lots of like, or you, you should, I shouldn't say you. I encounter lots of people that come up with all these different kinds of interpretations, right? You know, they they go into quote unquote, you know, biblical hermeneutics, but they come away with different understandings, right? Because of whatever, like for different reasons, people come to different understandings about things. And so it was just a it was just morbid curiosity on my on my part to see where people fell.
0: Yeah, and some, I mean, sometimes, and we're going to go to some of the people who've been waiting to speak in a second. Hey, Kyoto, welcome. But, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we're getting this, like, what's the minimum bar that we think, biblically speaking, someone can be saved and get into the doors of heaven, even if they smell like smoke? Um, so, like, you know, when Peter says, uh, you know, you're the Messiah, um, the Son of God, uh, and Jesus says, you know, you do well, the Holy Spirit revealed this. Um, then some people would say, well, to understand Messiah the way Peter calls Jesus, then he knows he's God. But the other end of that is, well, if G- if Peter just calls uh, Jesus the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one, the Savior, then that se- you don't seem to have to know Jesus is God. Um, so, uh, yeah, often when we talk about the minimum bar, which, by the way, we we would never present this to someone as the way to salvation because it's, it's so flawed. Like, that's the best way to have someone start a cult is like to tell them, like half the gospel or something like that so but you know when we're talking like thought experiments which you know sometimes i enjoy other times i hate um yeah it gets into what's the absolute minimum thing someone can believe uh, can believe and like barely skate into heaven so yeah i think it's interesting but yeah i mean as soon as someone's like so i don't have to believe jesus as god i'm like you know if, if i i don't know err on the side of caution uh here's why you should believe it i'm definitely going to tell them that but if I, you know, if we're falling out of the sky in an airplane and they're like, what are I going to do to save? Like, call on the name of the Lord, call in the name of Jesus, you know, uh, you know, repent. Um, and, you know, hopefully their heart isn't hard from a life of sin. Like we talk about, can, you know, evil people be saved? Um, so hopefully they're in a sincere position as they're falling from the sky um, with impending doom. So assuming, you know, they have the wherewithal to be one of the whosoever will people that call on the name of the Lord and sincerely, you know, uh, want this forgiveness and eternal life, even though they're hearing about in a split second, um, if we don't have time to get into Jesus as God, yeah, God knows their heart. So if their heart is, is able, then I think they're saved. Um, if I have, you know, two minutes more, I'm I'm going to use that two minutes to, you know, do whatever relevant information I can.
6: What What do you think? Uh, yeah, Keto. The scripture that's, that says... Uh... Or Jesus says, unless you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you have different people. Like, I am he what? I am he the Messiah? I am he Yahweh?
6: He says, ego, I mean, me. He just identifies himself as the I am from Exodus 3.
0: I got a comment, I mean, I, Well, I mean, I agree with you. But then, you know, that goes to the—that's like the parable. I mean, parable. Take it as you will. But, you know, of the guy who was— um, You know, the Pharisee who is like, you know, giving this loud uh, lip service prayer and it's like, oh, thank you. I'm not like this. Thank you. I'm not like that. And then you just see the heart of this beggar who's like, you know, pounding his chest like, Lord, have mercy on me. Um, And Jesus, you know, says he did well. So although it's a parable, do we read into that and say he had a complete theologically correct understanding or he just knew he was a sinner that was in need of a savior and uh, he was he was turning to God, um, theologically incorrect as that may be
4: so nate well, i think I, in that situation oh i'm sorry Keanu well, you know, i didn't mean to step on you go
6: yeah ahead. i was just i was just gonna say i think somebody can like initially have a misunderstanding but god will bring them into the knowledge of the truth because jesus says once you believe that he is uh you know the, the i the i am then you'll die in your sins right so like if you agree yeah, that that's what jesus, jesus is identifying himself as yahweh there then like unless yeah. somebody believes that he's yahweh don't you think that means that like they're gonna go to hell
0: well, only God knows the heart. I mean, my best advice is if you have two seconds, let me make the best case for why you should believe Jesus is Yahweh. And, you know, sincere seeking. Like, I, I believe, you know, if you confess Jesus' word, if you want this eternal life he talks about um, and you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, God himself is going to lead you into this correct understanding. Even if it takes a lifetime, you're going to grow more and more. But if you prematurely meet your demise, then uh, does that mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a sticky situation. Which one more reason why today is the day for salvation? Don't wait until such a person is in that situation. But um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think God has mercy. Where that, how far that mercy extends, I don't know, and I would not want to be in that situation. So yes, it would be it would be great to have a proper understanding. You know, the way we best fill the Bible lays it out. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like, well, some people are like you're definitely not saved, and some people are like you definitely are saved. I'd say that's like theological shaky ground, um, and you don't want to be there. So get it right while you have a chance.
5: I think for me, from my experience, when I hear well, I hear people, you know, young Christians, I myself didn't really fully understand it. I kind of, I guess, kind of had more of a modalist view of the Trinity, Um And for quite a while, but I I recognized that Jesus is God in the flesh. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God dwelling within us. And and we have the relationship with God the Father. Um, So I recognized that, but I couldn't really articulate it very well in words. But when you have someone who we've seen here on Clubhouse who claims to be Christians and they claim to argue for the Unitarian position, uh, and you start getting into those conversations, uh, you, can, you can start to tell uh, that what their motivations are. So you can tell that they don't really uh, have the interest. They don't have this relationship with Christ, that they might claim to. So I, I think Nate answered it pretty well. I think a young Christian may lack a lot of understanding. But if you're 10 years down the road or longer in Christianity— and you're specifically arguing for something like Unitarianism, then that becomes a huge problem at that point.
0: Well, I totally agree with that. Like, you know, case in point, like, you know, one of the one of the dearly beloved Unitarians, um, who, you know, they're like vicious. It's not like I don't understand the Trinity or I think it's wrong, but I'm this way. Like, they're viciously anti-Trinitarian. So I'm like, okay, look, man, um, you know what? What's the gospel? Like, just you know, for kicks tell us like you've got like, you know, you got like a minute to tell someone the most important thing about, about the Bible and how they can, you know, be saved or be cool with God. So what would you tell us? And we tried several times and the guy just kept saying, he's like, the first thing I would tell them is this Trinity is nonsense. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, they don't know the Trinity. They know nothing. Like what, like stop talking about what you don't think it is and tell them like, you know, what, what do you think the gospel is? Not one time. Do they say anything uh, uh, remotely? Uh, being generous about, you know, how to, how to be saved or how to, you know, get to the kingdom of heaven. It was just like vicious anti-trinity. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's a problem. Like, you know, in, in this thought experiment, this person doesn't even know the Trinity. So you're telling them it's a bunch of BS for something they don't even know what is. I'm like, your, your gospel is what you haven't told them anything. So I think that's, that's telling. Like that's, you know, I think I'm pretty comfortable using the capital H heretic for, for things like that. Um, because it's just like so. Yeah, what what you were saying, <laughs>
4: Nate? I think it's funny that you have distinctions between the the capital H heretic and like <laughs> the softer lowercase h heretic. That's super funny. Um, the, so the comment <clears throat> and then is no
2: one gonna comment again. about my sweet PTRs?
4: Oh, I've seen it, and I've laughed every single time. No one about commented about my camera. AI Pope with a AR machine gun. Really? Not a
0: machine gun. Gotta walk that back. Oh, to my
4: goodness. Guns. But the, the comment I wanted to make <clears throat> to the point um, was I think everything has to do uh, with um, even the wording of the question, right? Somebody believes that Jesus is not the Son of God, right? Um, so, in most cases, <clears throat> um, you know, if you're gonna believe something, you would likely believe, I feel like, an affirmative as opposed to a negative. Um, so, rather than believing. I think it's them saying rather that Jesus Christ is just a man is versus, you know, him not being the son of God. But in either way, however you spin it, whether you're going to look at it affirmatively or negatively, I think that a lot can be said about the statement that this belief is an actively held perception or assumption. Because in that kind of situation, I feel like if somebody is going to articulate, I don't believe Jesus Christ is God, They've likely heard the arguments for why he is God and they've taken an active posture. So it's it's not necessarily as vague and as gray as, um, you know, a lot of us might, you know, uh, have originally said as far as, um, oh, you know, they they just haven't gotten to that place in their knowledge yet. And for some people, I think if, if you didn't know, if you're a new believer and you don't know necessarily anything about you know Christology or the divinity of Christ and those kinds of things, you might be in a position where it's, well, I don't know whether Jesus Christ is God or not, right? You know, sort of a, I won't say an agnostic uh, perspective of it, but just a, that middle ground of not knowing. You haven't been convinced one way or the other. You're just happy that you're saved and free from your sin, right? If you've gotten to a place where you don't believe, that necessitates, or at the very least, I think it implies that you've pondered the idea and you've weighed likely arguments for or against the topic to then make a decision that you don't believe this or you do believe that. And in those situations, I think it comes down to, uh, you know, even though in our, our finite humanness, you know, we don't know the disposition of people's hearts, I guess, unless God tells us or shows us, but we can see the indications of those things Just based on, you know, I think a a, a general common sense, perception, logic, however you spin it, because what the Bible does say is we do need to have a disposition to be open to the truth, right? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life before he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. He says, those who know the truth hear his voice, Mm -hmm. right? They will recognize his voice. So um, I guess from that perspective, I see it as if someone who is open to the truth and open to Christ is exposed to the truth about Christ, their heart will turn towards that truth. It will recognize that truth. Now, that might take any amount of time. You know, like there's plenty of people who said they were oneness for years or modalists for years or something else for years, atheists even for years, and they argue with Trinitarians or argue with Christians, and then one day it clicks. So I'm not saying that, you know, that's a tell all. Hey, if I tell you the truth and you don't accept it, then. You know, whatever. But even then, you can argue that maybe they weren't open to the truth, open to truly hearing the truth in that moment. Whereas in a later moment, they heard the exact same truth, and because they were open to it, it made sense. They understood it. They accepted it. They received it. Um, but I would say that the 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 reason to the original point of the the problem, I think it's fundamentally necessary. Because I'll use hyperbole here. If you say, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins, you know, I believe the father God sent him to die for my sins and that through him and only through him, I can receive the free gift of that's, you know, redundant, but the gift of salvation right through his grace by his mercy. But then you turn around and say, I believe Jesus is a three headed dragon with purple scales, red eyes and seven tails. Well, at some point, then we have to ask—and I'm using that extreme on purpose—at some point, then we have to ask, well, do you believe the same Jesus? The actions seem to be right, but are you attributing these actions to the same person that the, that is, uh, uh, you know, the true account of these actions is attributed to? And so in that situation, even the Bible says, you know, if somebody comes preaching a different gospel about a different Jesus— By a different spirit. So that means that there is a necessary importance on which Jesus you're talking about. And fundamentally, it means that you have to accept what Scripture clearly says about the Jesus you're saying saved you from your sin. And if you don't accept what the Bible clearly says about the Jesus that saved you from your sin, then can you truly say that you're believing in the same Jesus that the Bible says saved you from your sin? Yeah, I I agree. And just just to put the thought experiment to
0: bed, yeah, let's talk about concrete stuff now. Because yeah, for the thought thing, like people just barely know and don't really understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can we can solve that ultimately, Chris. I swear, I'm not a Calvinist. Um, you know, God will have mercy on who he's going to yeah. have mercy on. Yeah. Yeah. So you may have you may have two people who are very close together. One of them, and they both say, <laughs> "Be silent. You're a whole Calvinist. You're a Calvinist." <laughs> behind, <laughs> behind <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Get behind us, Chris.
2: <laughs> Mate, uh, anyways, it, it's over so, for you. It's over so, for you.
0: I mean, it's in the Bible. Anyway, so the point is, you could have yeah, two so people. That's what we've been saying who, all, who say, all hard, to tell who say, you? I'm going to kick everyone. Who say very similar things. And on one of them, God knows, God knows both of their hearts. And although from our vantage point, they seem very similar. So whatever we pronounce for one, we pronounce for both. While God is like, well, I see past the facade. I see the heart. And this person actually, their heart is near me. This person's heart is far from me. This person is saved. This person is not. Um, for, but from our our vantage point, they look identical. Um, anyways, but yeah, talking what you were talking about, Marquise. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Like, and you know, until someone takes their last breath, we can't say you know Bob down there is going to be a Unitarian until the day he dies. But if he is, then you know, sorry, Bob, you you've heard the gospel. Um, you you've heard it a lot. Um, so hope the best for you. Hey Nate, um, I'm
2: um, I'm actively looking up. Nate and I are friends, so I know what kind of area he lives in. So I'm maybe not. For, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depends on today. I'm actively looking up Reformed Baptist and Presbyterian churches for you and your family this week.
0: Well, wonderful. No one will attend. <laughs> I, I'm, I love uh, my church where we have the freedom to uh, follow the Spirit, where the Spirit leads, um, rather than the—are uh, you guys called the Frozen Chosen? They
2: That's that Presby thing, Fres- right? Presbyterians are the Frozen Chosen, yes.
0: But you don't even go to a Presbyterian church. You go to I a non denominational church I
7: that comment.
0: <laughs> don't shoot the message. Somebody Somebody afraid to
1: shout? Somebody afraid
7: to
8: praise the Lord in the dance? <laughs> Somebody afraid to lift
2: your hands and clap your hands. Nah. <laughs> uh-huh. Both of my brother-in-laws are, um, well, one goes to a Presbyterian church. The other is an elder in a Presbyterian church.
0: Uh, Victoria, what's up? You've been up here for a while. I'm what gonna start calling you Chris say? Bishop Chris. I, just, I call him Father Chris. Uh, Victoria, what's up, Victoria?
9: Hey, uh, thanks. Um, I had a quick question. I think someone said something and kind of joked my memory. Uh, I remember Molina saying this once, uh, that you never truly are saved until you're dead. What is your position on this?
0: I see how they say that, but I would say they're wrong. Like, I I, I know the arguments they would use for that, and, you know, I'm assuming they're, you know, because you, Chris would say, I I just got to stop talking. (laughs) You would be preserved as a saint. So once you're saved, you know, eternal life is eternal. There's no givebacks. Um, even if even if you want, wanted to give it back to yourself, you you won't, so you can't. Um, so you know, once you have eternal life, that's done. So all of us that you know have called on the name of the Lord are saved, are persevering. Uh, um, then we're we're stuck. We're we're going to be you know Christ followers for eternity, from the point we we were sealed by the Holy Spirit through infinity. We we are stuck with God. Um, but the people who would say, you know, That's it's not they you, you can
6: free will of you, bro. <laughs> uh,
0: but, but You're I said, for I, the audience. I said, I said, for those of us, I, you know, context, am I one of those? I don't know. We'll talk later. But, so anyways, we, we so traded our, our so this, free
6: will for salvation. This,
0: right? this, this would have to, I'm gonna uh, block and mute everyone. This would have to be coming from someone who you know, thought you could lose your salvation or it was wishy-washy and you you aren't saved. You don't get eternal life until you die and that's solidified. So I mean, maybe it could be that type of person that doesn't think you can lose your salvation. They just think you can't attain eternal life until you take your last breath. So it'd have to be someone, first of all, coming from that one of those standpoints. Um, and that's why they would say that. But I would say... I I, don't—I wouldn't agree with him because, you know, we're told, as Isaiah says, today is the day of salvation. Like, you know, all who call the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you're someone calling in the name of the Lord, um, you know, you're saved. And, you know, Jesus says, look, if you believe in him, you'll never die. So he doesn't say, if you believe in me, then at the end of your life, you will never die. He says, if you believe in me, you will never die. And Romans 10, 9 and 10, you know, if you believe God raised Jesus from the dead confess him as Lord, uh, you're saved. That's it. So— I get why they would make that argument. I would just say it's a bad argument to make just
2: just for the Chris record, finished.
0: Chris, you have anything snarky to say?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> so just for the record, you've hit four out of the five points of tulip today. It's fantastic. We just gotta we gotta work that limited atonement, a particular atonement in there at some point, and you'll be five for five.
0: Uh, you're I pretty good s- Arminian. I'm just saying
7: I was thinking of that s- too, that um says is it in first john where it says i write these things to you so that you may know that you are saved correct Um, so that you can have sure
6: i would say too that uh, i think you can predicate salvation of all formal aspects of the gospel so there's a sense in which we were saved are being saved and will be saved Uh, because you can predicate salvation of justification you can predicate salvation of sanctification and of glorification so there's a sense in which you will be saved, but there is also a sense in which you were saved and are being saved too.
0: And to, uh, you know, kind of with this, uh, baptize, of course it's baptized, um, in the chat, where'd it go? Question. Will Michael, you, Michael, be saved, uh, because he already said he was a Christian. Here's two schools of thought, <laughs> um, so one, no, because if he ever was saved, then he would not be denying ardently so Christ. Um, so, so that would be one indicator that um, he will not be in heaven, either because he was never saved or because he's lost it, regardless of that whole debate. Um, no, I would say at the point you're, you're like, you know, ardently denying, you know, because Jesus says, you know, if you deny me before your father, I'll deny you before men. Don't deny me. Um, so I would say that that's evidence one way or another, no matter how you slice it, he's lost his salvation or was never saved. So based on Michael's current profession, uh, he will not be in heaven. I mean, that can change. It could change now. It could change tomorrow. But currently, based on you know his profession, um, I would say I would say no. Um, so the the other school of thought would be if Michael was not you know ardently like you know denying the existence of the God of the Bible and all that. If they're just like, well, I, I was saved. Um, you know, I, I used to be a Christian. Now I I uh, yeah. The, the really profession of denying is, is a tough one to get around. But if he wasn't that ardent about it, if he's like, you know, I lost my faith, I don't really know if there's a God, I don't know if he hears me, I don't know if he cares, I, I don't really think about that stuff, then perhaps he would still be saved, um, just maybe like a bad disciple, or a bad Christian, or like a dirty cheat. Um, so some would say that you, um, you, once you give up, those who believe in free will, once you give up that part of your free will, then it's not yours anymore, you gave it away, there's no, get, no, no getting it back. So it's like, you'll be dragged into heaven, kicking and screaming, you deny God or hate God. But you've already given up that part of yourself. Um, that's a little tougher to get to, quite a bit tougher. But that's still the other school of thought. So, me? no, Michael will not be saved because he's renounced or never was saved. And the other one is Michael. You could be drugged into heaven, kicking and screaming, uh, hating and denying God because no, no take backs. Go ahead, Michael.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm just disturbed that you called me dirty, um, dirty sheep, or sheep oh, with a dirty face. Oh, okay. I thought you meant a different kind. Angels of- <laughs> with
2: dirty faces. Wait, there you go. Wait.
3: <laughs> we kick
4: <laughs> i'm just messing
3: with i'm just messing with it um no it, it and it's interesting right because i've and this is actually this is one of uh one of the topics that i that i like hearing uh other uh like other believers talk about like of different uh and not many other believers i mean of different kind of strands within the within the christianity is you know the whole because like the bible says uh you know that you know like if you believe then you will have right present tense um, you know, everlasting life. So it's like, if you have something, then, you know, like it, it's the kind of, and I, I brought this up a, a long time ago, but you know, that's a, there's, there's two, there's two camps, like there's this, you know, OSAS, once saved, always saved versus, you know, you know, conditional salvation. And, and, and it's interesting to hear kind of the differences go back, you know, go back and forth. And what I've always kind of heard it, um, boiled down to at the lowest common denominator, you know, is, you know, God knows your heart is, is, is the best kind of ending point I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I do believe since God knows us better than we know ourselves. Um, you know, it's like, it's kind of reminds me of when people are like, you can't judge me. Oh my God can you be, Oh God can judge me. I'm like, well, that's, that's true, but that should worry you. Like, you know, usually people say it like as a, as a ploy to like, don't judge me, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, mind your business, don't judge me. But then, you know, they kind of flip it, like, only God can judge me. Like, yeah, that should scare you. Um, so, yeah, kind of like the only God knows the heart. Yes, that's true. Only God knows the heart, but that, that should be a little concerning. That should make you want to make sure that, you know, your your heart is with God. Anyway, it just kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, the but Bible I, I agree, does, Michael.
3: Passage in the Bible, but the Bible does say that you should pass righteous judgment. Um, yes, so, and I always forget, I always forget the verse, but it, it, like, so it's funny, the, pe- the people that always say, you know, oh, you know, only God can judge me. I, I've, it's one that I used to have committed on, um, but then I would say, well, what about this verse? And then I usually just get this cross-eyed look, um, back from the person that says that to me.
2: <laughs> Michael, would you like to teach Bible studies? Cause you're more qualified <laughs> than most Christians.
3: I, I, I feel like that would, that might usher in the apocalypse.
0: Um, I mean do it let's go.
2: Yeah, I mean the Cubs <laughs> winning the World Series, Michael teaching a Bible study. It's all Man. packed in there.
3: Uh but yeah, I, it's uh, and its it's funny. I think that goes that goes a, a step beyond. You know, like Nate, I think if you really wanted to to secure your place, you know, in in heresy alongside me. <laughs> I N- I not don't, but thanks. <laughs> no, but I'm like, you know, make you know, <laughs> make me a mod and then open a room saying Michael's Bible study. And that'll do it, right? That that'll be it. That will.
0: Well, depending how the twenty twenty four election goes, I mean, if that won't usher in the apocalypse, then we'll we'll try your idea and see. <laughs> um, Spike, Wait, what's so up, Spike? So Nate,
2: now you've become a Calvinist <laughs> atheist. Up. There you go.
0: Save us, Spike. You have questions, comments? Uh,
9: well, Chris told me to prove that if you're if you believe in the New Testament, you're committed into not believing in the Old Testament. Yes. So
0: you are really? saying that if you believe in the New Testament, you cannot believe in the Old Testament? Is that... Yes. S- and so do you believe in either Testament?
9: I believe in the Old Testament. I don't know about the New Testament. I don't think the New Testament is the divi- divine or something like that. Okay. You're, you're Orthodox, yeah. right,
2: Spike? No, not yet. What do
9: you mean not yet? What does that mean? I don't need to be an orthodox to have hold these beliefs.
2: I don't understand how that's relevant. I'm just asking what school of Judaism you're coming from, man. I'm t- I'm not trying to like.
0: Oh, God so anything. are you an observant Jew? Yeah. Just okay. like
9: Christians, they come and study Christianity. And they're not committed to anything.
0: Else. I mean, I'm pretty committed, bros. Anyway. i non
9: He's a non-denominational Jew. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm non-denominational. Like, there's definitely uh, a side that I lean towards. Uh, no, we're just joking, Spike. We're just
2: joking. Um, so uh, go ahead, lay it out for us. Uh, so believing in the New Testament means that you must reject the Old Testament. Yes. Let's do it.
9: I, so basically the uh, the oral tradition of the Jews was passed down by Moses. Um, you cannot lie. That's one of the 10 commandments. It was passed down, passed down, passed down. The Talmud uh, refers to Jesus as the sorcerer of Nazareth, says a bunch of stuff about Jesus that if you accept the oral tradition must be true. Uh, you don't accept what is written about Jesus in the oral tradition. Therefore, uh, you don't accept the oral tradition that was passed down by Moses. So that's the entire new Testament for you. Uh, uh, Wait, Moses?
0: Well, hang on. I have, a, I have a quick problem with what you said, because you said if, if, you, if you believe in the New Testament, you can't believe in the Old Testament. But I didn't hear really any arguments from the why you couldn't believe the Old Testament. I heard lots of stuff where if you believe in the New Testament, you may not believe in the Talmud, which which is fine. Uh, but I don't see how if you believe in the New Testament, um, I don't believe in the Talmud, sure. Uh, but if I believe in the New Testament, I can very much believe in the Old Testament. The Old Testament's not the Talmud.
9: Well, how do you accept the exodus if there is no oral tradition? How do you accept that? Right, how do you said, know that said, that's reliable? That. Well, well, hang well, hang, hang on, on. Hang on. Don't me. Hang on. Don't me. Yeah, there's – yeah, thanks.
0: Uh, there, there's two things you said. So um, first of all, I, I mean I, I point people to Talmud quite often, especially about Jewish law and laws of the Israelites. So I, I mean I use the Talmud as a resource quite often. Um, so it doesn't mean you know, blo- broken clocks write twice a day. It doesn't mean the Talmud doesn't say stuff that I do believe in that is undoubtedly true, um, like how you fall in laws, et cetera, et cetera. But the old Testament and the Exodus, like you just went to, is far removed from by the time they get around to calling some guy that exists thousands of years later, the sorcerer, um, Jesus. So, I mean, you know, there can be stuff I agree with in the Talmud, like, you know, how you fall in law, fine, great. Um, But then there's plenty of stuff that I, I can reject from the Talmud, like stuff that, you know, comes way after the Exodus, which you just talked about, um, that would be the answer to your question.
9: Why do you believe in the Exodus? And uh, if the Exodus, if they were only written about the Exodus 1,000 years later, whatever, uh, why would you believe in the Exodus and not the oral tradition? Are you saying that Jews are liars? Like, what are you trying? To... Why do you believe so, this and not that?
0: Well, I'm sure you believe stuff in the New Testament. Like, I'm sure you can find some mundane thing in the New Testament you would say you believe. And then I would say, why you believe some, but not all? That's the reason. Like, some of the mundane stuff, like, I have no reason to doubt it. Like, you know, I think the evidence we have would attest to that, as well as it made it into actual the actual Torah. So it's not just, like, extra stuff in the Talmud. Like, you know, the, we have stuff that did make it into the Torah regarding the Exodus, um, and the Talmud may just fill in more, more pieces and more details. So that's why. Like, it's mundane. Uh, take it or leave it. But the stuff about, you know, Jesus burning in a hot pool of excrement, um, I'm going to say my spirit does not bear witness to that, and I reject that.
9: Uh, it's not up to debate. It's deduced from the Bible. It's authorities that deduce uh, things from the Bible. It's tradition oral tradition passed on by generation to generation. And we're not even talking about the oral tradition. We're talking about Jesus in the Talmud. I said Jesus in the Talmud. Right. It uh, does not. Uh, it's not compatible with the Jesus in the New Testament. Right. And oh. has been burned down by the Catholic Church, has been confiscated, has been removed, censored. Uh, it's called Jesus the Sorcerer of Nazareth, right? He was a Jewish rabbi. All these things happened. Nothing like the New Testament. So if you reject the historical account uh, in the Talmud, right, and then you you say altogether, okay, well, the Talmud is unreliable. I'm going to believe these things in the Talmud. And I'm not going to believe these. No justification for the uh, exceptions. Uh, then you're, you're, you need to throw out the window the whole Talmud, the whole oral tradition. If you throw out the oral tradition, okay, why not? Just throw the whole Old Testament. There's a lot of Christians that just believe in the New Testament.
6: There how, are how is well, it? that's exactly that's a zero Christians. That only from Moses, New I don't know. Wait, I've how seen how how that two people speaking
9: people.
0: at once. Uh, hang on, Chris. First, what were you saying?
2: There's just I was sorry Kyoto. Um, there's zero Christians that reject. There's me. one
9: on the application actually that I talked on today. His name is Honest Inquiry. He Heretic basically Heretic said Heretic. the Old Testament yeah, is garbage. Verbi- honest Inquiry, an
10: he's an atheist, bro. Oh,
9: okay, I was mistaken. I thought he said the Old Testament is garbage. He's well, that's what he said today, and I, I, I thought mean, he I was a Christian. That. Sorry, my I'm I'm mistake.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, I'm sure he said that. See, that's how how we can believe some of what something says and and reject other parts. When he said it was garbage, yeah, I believe that because I've heard him say that. But when when you said he was a Christian, I reject that because, well, he's an atheist. So that's how, just like the Talmud, it can, I mean, it's like, you know, it can say some stuff that's correct and then other stuff that's not. But, you know, I don't put my faith in the Talmud, oral tradition passed down, written down, which there are two of, by the way, and it's still being disputed between, you know, rabbis today. So, I mean, but when we're talking about the Talmud, uh, or, or not the Talmud, but the Torah, you know, the Old Testament, um... That's
9: that's done. It still It's not going to change. We're um, not talking
0: but, uh, about. Uh, uh, We're not talking about. They've it. been trying to speak for a little bit.
6: Like, okay. Yeah. How, I just want to ask: How is
9: it a oral tradition from Moses that Jesus was the sorcerer of Nazareth? It is not. It's passed on by this, the the narrative of Jesus in the Talmud is completely different uh, from the narrative in the New Testament, and it all has been but, but confiscated, established... uh, censored by the Catholic Church, burned down. Uh, but they re- they revived it, uh, at least part of it, and but the narrative doesn't
6: fit. The authority of the Talmud by it being passed down from Moses.
9: Establish. How did, well, okay, you're saying Jews Moses, are just liars did, that just bring down oral traditions. that So you're just going to throw out the whole the whole Talmud, the here. whole oral tradition. Be, so you can't you, believe in the, the New the tec- Jews? The Wait, Testament. Wait, hold on, hold on, on. Please, please, please. That's my point. Yeah.
6: The Jews the Jews who wrote that Jesus was the sorcerer of Nazareth were not the Jews that wrote the Old Testament. The Old Testament was before Jesus. Yeah, they're separated you know, about the by like fourteen
10: hundred years. Oral tradition is just a methodology of transmitting information from one historical period to another. Yeah, but so, the,
9: the Old Testament <laughs> is is the same thing, right? Look, it was passed uh, down uh, and written can, can we hear from,
0: can we hear from the actual uh, rabbi? No. No, well hang, hang on before wait, one, one second I got to say this before we hear from the actual rabbi uh, welcome rabbi just just to tie up some loose ends uh, you this is like the third time I tried to let it go but it, it, I don't know if you're doing this intentionally it doesn't matter um, but for those who may be um, it's like the third time you said so what you, if we reject the Talmud, you're calling all Jews liars And I would say well first of all you know as, as feely as that gets, I would say if we if we bought the Talmud line, and seeker, then we are still calling Jews liars. We are calling the Jews who wrote the New Testament liars like you would be, right? So it's like in either way you slice this, if you reject the Old Testament – or reject the New Testament because you don't believe it, um, you're calling those Jews liars because it was Jews who wrote it.
9: No if you words, reject it the Mark Talmud Mark as – was not Jews too.
11: Spike, historically speaking, right, it's, it's, it's uncontroversial and basically 100% accepted that the authors of the Gospels and Paul were Jews. That's not in dispute.
9: Yeah, Mark, Luke, and Paul were Jews. John
11: so if Jew? they
9: were Jew, Jews, well, actually I, I've heard before that, I, that they were like anonymous authors and we don't actually know who wrote and it's supposedly those four people. Okay. Um, no, but let's say it like, like,
11: Spike, 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 you're being a bad historian now. There's no possible way, right, that a non-Jew would use the hebrew bible in such a way in the new writings of the christian bible it doesn't make any sense for a non jewish person to write in the way that the christian bible was written using well, i'm not sure that about that christian that's bible not what i read
9: person. it's not what i read on the internet okay
11: <laughs> but the internet the internet is full of lies dude
9: no it well you it can't all be lies that would just be that would just be weird if the whole internet was just a bunch of lies like 99% of it
11: Nate, I wanna I Nate, and I just wanna say this is this will not be a fruitful conversation as you pointed out. There's some Can I
9: point out another thing? We don't yeah, know so, the rabbinical. Me, wait, 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 hang
11: on, Spike, hang, hang on. Excuse me, please, Spike. I'm yeah, go still ahead, speaking. I'm still speaking, okay? Here's what I think Spike is trying to say. If you accept that the old that the Hebrew Bible always was accompanied by an oral tradition that originated at Sinai that was given to Moses by God, and then transmitted to Joshua, to the prophets, to the elders, blah, 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 men of the great assembly, et If you If you accept that, right, what Spike is saying is that because the Christian Bible doesn't operate on, oral, on Jewish oral tradition, tradition, right, then that means, um, you, he wants to say that that means you rejected the entire enterprise of the Hebrew Bible. But I don't think that's a good argument. I think a better argument would be, if you view the Christian Bible as being a thread that emerges out of Jewish oral tradition, and that tradition was rejected by other groups of Jews that 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 had a different school of thought, that adhered to a you know different rabbis, a different tra- chain of transmission, all you have to say is that, that or that tradition, uh, it was in conflict with that tradition, and we know in the oral tradition that's how it works, right? You fight about your positions. Some groups go with that reading, and some groups go with that reading. I think it's more precise to say that the Christian that the that the Christian Bible is some kind of midrash on the Hebrew Bible, in the same way that other midrashim were made on the Hebrew Bible. It just wasn't accepted into the mainstream Jewish Jewish thing. You don't have to say that Christians reject the Old Testament. All you have to say is. Christians have a different tradition. But that
9: doesn't make any sense because the Jesus, the sorcerer of Nazareth, is a completely different narrative in the Talmud. Like why – they would just be both arbitrary stories. Like why should I accept one over the other? Well, which one one has something
0: to lose?
11: No, but that's the whole point, Spike, that it's not about accepting it because it's true. It's accepting it because it's part of your tradition or not part of your tradition. And for those who – right – That's how the Jewish oral tradition works. All of the Talmud is about, all of the Talmud, right, is so-and-so taught in the name of so-and-so who learned it from so-and-so. What it never says is, so-and-so is telling me the truth of the matter.
9: Uh, The the New Testament is not part of the Talmud. I understand, you're
11: not understanding. We don't know if they're
9: authorities. We don't know if they're authority, if they're reliable authorities.
11: So that's what I'm saying. It's about authority. It's not truth. And the people who wrote, right, many, many mainstream Jewish groups did not view the writers of the Christian Bible or even that interpretive strand to be authoritative. They don't say anything about it's truth. Right. It's not authoritative and therefore not true. Not the other way around.
10: Spike's argument is so flawed, you don't even need to be a rabbi to like Oh my god.
9: No it's not, Concrete, stop. Look,
10: here, let me let me tell you why. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just relax, bro. You said we believe in the oral tradition. And I I take oral tradition to be a methodology. Um, do you take oral tradition to be a methodology?
9: Dude, the the Bible was written so many years after the exodus actually happened. Hang on, answer the question.
11: Concrete, he doesn't Hang want on. To answer that question. Wait, wait, Concrete. No, please, I can't
9: answer that question.
11: Uh, I just want to point out wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. One at a time. Wait a, second. wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Concrete, what you said before is that his argument is flawed. and He doesn't even know why it's flawed. He can't even I, answer I just question. showed you why it's flawed. Well, I, 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 I agree with you. What do you mean? Question. He, he doesn't let's, know. That's why I'm trying to,
10: like. Hold on, Spike.
9: No, stop saying I don't know
10: how to answer questions. You're not the okay, boss. this
0: Okay, wonderful. Thanks for playing. Uh, yeah, Concrete, say what you want to say, and then we have John who's waiting to, let's see what he has to say. Yeah, I, I agree, Abba. I don't think that conversation was, I think it's it's ran its course. How uh, Concrete, what did you want to say?
10: I wanted to concrete. get Spike to, like, agree on like key points that's like foundational to his argument and then he'll be able to see the flaw so spike you agree that oral tradition is a method right
0: Uh, well he's he's i removed him the stage just because that's done and it was kind of getting contentious but oh he left yeah i I mean well i agree with well i helped him leave but i agree with abba like you know if he doesn't even understand what abba was talking about he's not going to be able to give you an answer um but yeah Do you have anything else to uh, finalize, Concrete? No, that was it. Uh, John, what's up, John?
12: Hey, how are you?
0: Increasingly worse. How are you?
4: (laughs) I guess better. A bit better.
0: (laughs) What's on your Um, mind?
4: uh, Yeah, it's... it's, um, I also wanted to ask Spike. uh, It's unfortunate. uh, Or anyone who can answer, actually. But uh, um, I was just going to say, like, how does uh, the Jewish community know, or how did they accept um, the the prophets that came later? Like, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, how did they know they're from God and how did they include
8: their
11: writings, their teachings into the Tanakh? That was, that was what I was going to ask.
0: Well, that's all you, Abba.
11: Well, how did they know? I'm not sure how they knew, but Ton of the old, the ton of the Hebrew private, Hebrew Bible prophets were rejected in their own time, as most prophets are. So, the canonization process was later, right? The reason they were accepted is because they were, I don't know, they were, they were popular, they were mainstream, they had like made it in, um, and so that's that's sort of how it works. They were like given authority. How did the people at the time know that they were prophets? I don't know. They were probably. At the time of Isaiah, we have to, for example, we have to imagine that there were other people prophesying other things, right, that were maybe different messages from Isaiah. So, so we don't really know. The Bible doesn't really tell us how did they know which prophet was the right prophet. Now, there's rules in the Torah about how you know. Did the people, like, do that analysis? I don't know. We, don't, we really don't know.
13: Right,
2: gotcha. Thanks. So, so, um, so Rabbi, do you think that maybe, like Jeremiah, for instance, Jeremiah was absolutely despised in his time, right? Because he was prophesying the fall. I mean, he of was Judah. in prison.
11: He was in prison,
2: wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he was in prison, and then they threw him into a cistern, and then the king had him fished out of a cistern, and, <laughs> and then talked to him in a dark corner so nobody else could see. Um, you know, and, uh, like the whole thing now, given that a, that Jeremiah, from what I understand, never had a single convert outside of his scribe Barak. Right. Um, and B like then Jerusalem fell. He also wrote the book of lamentations. I don't know. I don't know what the Jewish canon calls that one. Um, or if that's just part of Jeremiah. Yeah.
11: Uh, no, I mean, we think Jeremiah wrote it too. It's called Echa in Hebrew.
2: Ah, okay. So, um, do you think that because all of his prophecies ended up coming true, that after the fact he was accepted as a prophet, even if he wasn't in his own time?
11: Yeah, that could be, that could be, I, I, again, I, I don't think we have, I don't, maybe other people do, but I don't have a sense about, you know, was it because they came true and therefore retroactively they're like, oh yeah, he was a prophet. Or did they believe him at that time? Did some people believe him at that time and some people didn't? I'm not sure that the Bible sort of Bible doesn't help us out on that, I don't think. Um, I don't know what the historians and like, you know, the academic Bible folks would say would say about that. It's certainly possible, right? That, oh, it came true, and then they decided, oh yeah, that came true. I mean, and that's that's like a that's a reasonable way to go about doing that. I just don't know if that is actually what
0: happened. Uh, Aviana, do you have anything to add or say? Are you still still, uh, feeding your child Skittles? (laughs) All right, that's what's happening. Uh, Sean, how about you? Anything on your mind, Sean?
8: Oh Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, I didn't. I would, I would say that this is what Jesus was talking about when he said you make the word of God of no effect because of your tradition that you have handed down. Um, I, You said you went to Romans 1. I would go to the book of Psalms. When the Bible declares the fool has said in his heart, there is no God.
0: Wait, are we talking about Michael
8: again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call the man a fool, but I'll just say what the scriptures say. Okay. All right. Um, and as far as judging, I heard a whole, the scripture says that we will judge the angels. And also tells that we don't judge the people who are, who are outside the faith. No. Our discernment must be with those who are inside the faith. Those who are of the household of faith. Uh, well, that's what I'm hearing from. All oh, that's how I would just give the final little conclusion to of all the matter. here and here's the key, and I don't think anybody will disagree with this. Fear the Lord and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And those who disagree, well. Go talk to the Lord about it. I didn't write it. Thank you, Nate. God bless you, my friend. Michael, sure. I, sure. Uh, uh, Chris, Abba, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about my. Uh, I wasn't feeling the best the other day, so please forgive me for what I how I treated you the other day. Um, did I
0: miss something? Yeah, you
8: I, did, because we were we went to a disagreement. We had a little disagreement the other day. We're on this, pa- on, on this on this path. You
11: and I. here. I, I, I already already been forgotten and already forgiven. So thank you,
8: thank my you. friend. Thank you. It. Um, you know, I I like to get. I had to. You know, the scripture say get things right, <laughs> make things right quickly. Jesus told us to do this, so I'm just doing in accord with the Lord, according to with the scripture has taught taught us to do. Uh, compared to what I heard yesterday, some things that I heard yesterday evening when people were arguing over tongues, and I, it was always the ones who don't and they quickly call stuff babble, and that's not what the scripture says, and they always want to go to certain other scriptures, but not go through the whole context of things so they can get a full understanding. It bothered me in my spirit. That's why I really wanted to come on clubhouse yesterday. I to do it today, you know, We I do know have got to do it tomorrow because i got to teach. But uh, let me ask y'all a question. Why why were the people given the nickname Frozen chosen?
0: Aviana, <laughs> hey, your uh, answer? Because <laughs> Minnesota, cause Minnesota well, is
7: it's cold. It's the case um, that's
9: <laughs> a lot was resurrected.
0: Uh, What, Victoria?
9: Sorry, I was laughing too. Lazarus, when he was um, taken from the dead, um, when Christ called him. So that's an example of what it looks like. I know it's supposed to be Ah. funny, but that's the best idea. I
3: actually heard that for the first time this morning. I I had never heard that saying before. I thought it was like a, a new dessert place or something.
8: <laughs> no, no
0: no no so you know the answer sean uh
8: the actual answer is that uh some folks don't believe in clapping and shouting and 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 dancing in, in the spirit they say that there's no need to do that anymore we're too sophisticated to do that anymore yet the scripture says shout to the lord the voice of voice triumph praise the lord in the dance <laughs> Sorry, you think, I to think you think frozen
11: means you think frozen means sit quietly in church listening. Yeah, to sit quietly. To the don't pastor. say amen. Don't say yeah. hallelujah. And please don't say glory to God. <laughs> I've only ever heard frozen chosen to refer to like Jews that live in Minnesota and Canada. No, oh, I that's funny. That no, funny. No, that's, I never heard that's that that a, dual,
0: a dual meaning. <laughs> Yeah, so it's typically like imagine, imagine a church full of Chris's who, like, you know, have like their Bible and then like their study tomes next to them and like, you know, their satchel of, of like, uh, you know, their, their scripts and manuscripts, uh, you know, sitting next to them uh, while the pastor is like, and this is what the Lord says. And they throw out some Calvin quotes. I'm just kidding. Um, and, anyways, and they just sit very quiet, very astute, very scholarly. Um, and then they stand up, go home, maybe shake a hand or two. And uh, read more books. So, so I'm, I'm, that's you know, that's not man? as much of a straw man as you would think, but it's it's a little bit. of fun. <laughs> But that's what it means. Versus Sean, who's like screaming, like
7: "Thank you, Jesus, yeah!"
0: Like, uh, go ahead, Michael. I think it's really funny, when people. When
3: uh, Abba said a minute ago, but you know, Minnesota, you know, and then through it on um, the entirety of Canada with that, it's it, it's always funny. I remember I was in uh, I was in Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, a million years ago uh, for business, and. Uh, and uh, I was talking to people there and say, oh, you know, where are you from, Toronto? Said, oh, what's it like up there? So it must be really cold up there. And I, I took them over to a map they had on the wall and I showed them that where we were versus where I was from was was about almost a hundred miles north of where I live. So uh, yeah, it, the uh, southern Ontario, and, and of course I'm I'm not telling Abba something he doesn't already know. It. I know he's not a stupid man. But um, a lot of times when I tell some people that the the southernmost part of Ontario, Point Pelee, is the same latitude as Northern California they kind of shake their head. So it, it gets, it gets crazy. It does get crazy cold here in the winter. Not as cold as it does in the, in the prairies, like in places like Regina, which is, I think just, just North of, of Minnesota, um, places, you know, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Winnipeg,
11: Winnipeg is, Winnipeg is extremely cold.
3: Yeah. When it, yeah. Nobody lives in Winnipeg. It's stupid. Why would you live there? Uh, I
0: visited Winnipeg in the middle of January.
3: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then you kicked yourself in the face, rightfully so. Um, But it's yeah, but there I mean, we get to be easily and often 100 degrees in Toronto and and just east of where where I am um, in the uh, in the summertime and in the winter. It can be easily, you know, minus five, minus 10 Fahrenheit. So it gets uh, it gets it gets hot and it gets cold.
11: Wait. So, frozen chosen is a real phrase in Christianity. Because uh, honestly, I I'm not being joking. Like, I have a ton no. of family in Minnesota. I have a ton of family in Minnesota, and like, this is how they refer to the Jewish community there. The frozen chosen. Yeah. Frozen. It's... Yeah. Uh,
2: uh,
0: the way you hear the the way this is shocking to you is the way what you said is shocking to me. But it's it's hilarious. Like the frozen chosen, like Jewish people in Minnesota or whatever. That's hilarious, but that's the first time I've ever heard that. So that my thing is just as new as you hearing "Frozen Chosen" for Christians. That's but yes, it's a real thing, <laughs> Chris.
2: Yeah. So so yeah, the the whole thing about the Frozen Chosen is not like a location thing. It has to do with like the fact that <laughs> it's a it's a Pentecostal kind of joke that like Pent like you know like Nate said it earlier. Like Sean is swinging from the ceiling, but um, <laughs> you know the. Uh, The Presbyterians are extremely staid and formal and more high church than uh, most American Christianity.
3: It must be something that's all over the place, because I actually, this will, okay, like, uh, Nate, Chris, make sure you're firmly, you know, know, held in a seating position. I go to church somewhat regularly. Uh, And what I mean by that is I go to church probably about twice a month. I, I just pick, I pick neighboring ones and I just go and I sit and I watch and I listen. And you're it's funny because when I go yes. to, I, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Um, but I, I, have had Michael, some amazing Michael, how
8: dare you go to the house of the Lord yeah. and not believe. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. I've, I've had, I've had some really, really interesting conversations. Um, but anyway, um, uh, if, if I go to a, like a, to a Baptist or a Pentecostal church, yeah. They are like, you know, I've made, you know, and I don't mean it disrespectfully, but, you know, rolling in the aisles. Right. And, and there are, you know, there are there are some and Chris, you know, said it kind of rightfully like a typical kind of Presbyterian thing. They just kind of sit there. And it's kind of funny because I, I think about some of you know, kind of the different schools of thought, you know, like being quote unquote, you know, people filled with the spirit. And it just kind of makes me giggle a little bit. It's like, well, some of these places just, you know, it's like if there if there is a God, then he's not in some of these places. I've always found it very uh, an, an interesting contrast.
7: I mean, I was... hold on, buddy. Daddy. I was gonna say this before, but Daddy, I mean, if you can't tell, I'm frozen chosen. Just look at my profile picture. I was like, wow, <laughs> I have a staunch face <laughs> on. But um, yeah, I feel like we just believe, you know, we believe that everything oh. needs to be done decently and in an order, right? As Scripture says. So we were. We're very yes. adamant
11: about that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really funny. We have the same divide. Like the Pentecostal Jews would be called Hasidim. And their practice is very emotional and singing and jumping and dancing and all of this stuff. But like the, what we would call like the Lithuanian community is much more protocoled, orderly, this kind of thing. So it's very, this is very interesting. It's fascinating.
0: Um, you know, so Chris, cover yours again. You you may just need to leave for the day. But um, I, I grew up and still go to, you know, very kind of like a Pentecostal background um, type churches. And, you know, I, I believe that my my I am in line with that type of thing. Um, but growing up my whole life, I I would have been much more at home like you mannerism wise, probably sitting in the aisle across from Aviana. Like, you know, I was never one to, you know, be a yelling, screaming, jumper up and down her. And it did kind of always bother me, you know, when like the pastor or someone would be like, come on, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you love what the Lord's done, like, you know, yell or scream or blah. I'm like, I will not. I'm like, God knows my heart. <laughs> um, anyway, so I've, I I, don't know. I'm just telling it myself. And you ever a- see that movie? Like-
11: <laughs> you ever see that movie, Keeping the Faith? No. No. It's a it's about a friend and a priest who are uh, a rabbi and a priest who grew up together but are dating, you know, they grew up together as kids and then become a rabbi and a priest and they like collaborate on like modern religion and they open like a club that's like a modern hub with a karaoke thing and blah 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 but both of them in their Catholic church and in their like sort of big New York, you know, Protestant looking synagogue they they bring in like the the, the rabbi brings in the gospel choir to, like energize the service, and the priest is like doing stand up on from the pulpit and like they're it's very funny
0: so you're saying a uh, rabbi and priest walk into a bar
2: yeah I was going to yeah. say it's two thirds of a joke
11: but actually they play uh, yeah. they, they do they play basketball <laughs> there's a scene where they're playing basketball against like whatever it's New Yorkers on the playground and they're like, oh yeah, we shouldn't have played those guys from
0: Union Theological or the Jewish Theological Seminary and I'm
5: like oh <laughs>
0: Wow! well, Felix is down there in chat, like promoting Borat.
2: <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie The Apostle? No, I did. Uh, I did. Is
0: what that did with um, Is that with Robert Duvall? Yes, yes. it is. Yes. I've seen the cover, but I've never actually watched the movie.
8: Oh yeah, what I did see you think? He's he, he he just to give you the the synopsis of the movie. He's he's a Pentecostal preacher who who's married to the the uh pinup girl from uh, the 70s used to be one of Charlie's Angels one of the original Charlie's Angels and well he catches his wife having an affair with uh his assistant pastor well at a softball game they they kick him out of the church stop him stop him from being the pastor to make the assistant pastor the pastor Yet the elders are very upset about this, but the people don't leave. And he and he and the uh, at the at the softball game, the assistant pastor puts his hands on him and and, and tries to talk to him. He said, "He said if you put your hands on me again, I'm gonna kill you." He does, so he takes he swings a bat at him. Fair Foster Major, that's, that's one who plays his wife. Uh, and he spends the rest of the movie building a church. Even though he's a, even though he's he's killed this guy and, and getting souls saved. That's that's the basis of the movie.
2: What's got, your take on it?
3: Sorry, I just I got a pizza. Uh, work calls. Um, we'll
0: take care. But I'll be a pleasure.
3: I, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking tomorrow off. Yeah.
2: Michael, go watch that movie The Apostle. It's excellent.
0: Apostle.
2: I, the Apostle. Go watch it. I think you w- will have
0: a lot to say about that movie. All right, I mean I may Apostle. say watch the you know, watch the chosen, but sure, whatever. <laughs> Alright
3: guys, we'll,
0: right, guys, we'll
2: see it. Later. <clears throat> hey Yeshua, what's going on?
0: Yeah, is Caleb, what's,
2: on, what's going on? I'm just
13: uh, listening in. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, good morning, Nate. How have good morning. On? Apostle. I hope everybody is well. I'm just uh, here.
6: <laughs> Yo, Yeshua, did you ever think about the uh, passage in John 16 that I was talking to you about? Yeah,
13: yeah um you know it's a it's a very interesting take that you guys uh that you guys give to it and you know i'm not the type to just shoot things down um but still you know still wrapping my head around it i mean i like the approach but i just don't know if there's enough there to um to make the uh argument that you guys are making so i'm not gonna knock it at the same time i'm not gonna say that it's uh um
2: that I fully accept it, but I think it's pretty cool.
6: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: Why don't you fill everybody in about the identity argument there that you're talking about?
6: Yeah. Are, are you talking to me or are you talking to him?
2: I'm talking to you, man.
6: Oh, uh, oh, the, uh, the argument for mm-hmm. classical, like, uh, monarchical trinitarianism from John sixteen.
2: Yeah, basically about procession and how we deal with the modalists on it.
6: Oh, yeah. So so John 16, verses uh, 12 through 15. Oh, let me pull it up. It says... Um, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and what it, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the idea here is that uh, since the spirit is said to be receiving in declaring something to the disciples, namely truth, right? Truth, we know, pertains to knowledge. But we know that the Spirit is omniscient, like it says in 1 Corinthians 2. He knows the mind of God. He searches the depths of God. How can it be the case, then, that he receives knowledge from the Son? Um, So we understand this to be speaking of the eternal processions by which the essence of God is communicated to the Holy Spirit from the Father and the Son. Um, that's uh, so how we would reconcile those those two ideas
2: so what is what is your thought about that um issue is that does it take does it take too much um theological knowledge to to drill down into that and talk about procession? Is that kind of the criticism or
13: well you know it's uh how can i say it it's more relevant to the eastern church's position on the uh, doctrine of the trinity um as well i would probably take a much more western approach
6: well, actually it, actually this wouldn't be a eastern approach because uh they deny the filioque clause they deny that the spirit proceeds from the son uh so this is this would be in this would be in favor of the western approach because the western approach still affirms the procession's right but uh, just just it's not called the monarchical properly speaking because that refers to the denial of the filioque usually
13: true true and I can accept that so m- my thing is is that it see is it's, it's not something that I can outright reject because it does make sense you know what I'm saying yeah it's just that I think that it just for me um it it, it just takes a little bit more of uh, it takes much more of a philosophical approach to come to that conclusion because what does it mean to communicate essence? You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, so I can accept it. Um, I can recept, I can accept that, um, interpretation just based off of face value, you know, because it's like, I can't see anything like in a sense really wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you have in the text where, um, where jesus does give instruction so to speak to the holy spirit but like like it's being communicated the holy spirit is uh is omniscient whatever uh information that the father receives assuming if i was to take that argument that the father receives information so to speak i'm just throwing an illustration out there they would receive it at the same exact time because they 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 share the same essence so
6: well, it's we kind wouldn't of, say that, uh, just to be clear, we wouldn't say that the Holy spirit receives it at a point in time. It would be right. I'm,
13: yeah, right. I'm just throwing, <laughs> I'm just, because again, we are finite, you know what I'm saying? And so we're trying to, in a sense, communicate or illustrate something that is taking place within the eternal. So, I mean, I, I get that, you know, uh, I'm just trying to say that, you know, that what, uh, what, whatever things that take place, right. For instance, we go to John chapter five. Jesus says that um, he says that uh, the father, uh, the father is working and I'm too working. Well, we can't say that this is something that's chronological, you know, what I'm saying when Jesus says that I see what the father, what the son sees, what the father is doing, he does likewise. We can't say that this is a chronological event where the father does it first and then the son does it. You know, it's it's done in union. Um, from, from our standpoint, yeah, we may, we may try to say, oh, uh, you know, the father, the son sees the father doing it and then he does it. But the reality is it's done in union. That's ultimately what's, what's being conveyed. You know, there's, is, it's just a demonstration of the fact that they are in union with one another. So the father's in union with the son, the son is in union with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in union with the father. So whatever, uh, whatever the the uh the spirit receives from the sun you know you can't say that there is a mark in time when one takes place than the other because again they are in union, so this is just you know in a sense the best way to explain it from our finite you know uh uh finite conceptualization if I could throw that word in there, so like I said it's not enough i can't I can't debunk the argument. I just think that it does take a lot much more, um, it, it, it takes a lot much more of intellectualizing,
6: um, sure. to make it. So have it, you ever, uh, has somebody ever asked you about like what your take on John five twenty six is, uh, where the, says that in the same way that the father has life in himself, so too he has granted the son to have life in himself.
13: Uh, no, not actually. Um, I've had people present the argument, um, of trying to say that, well, see, uh, Jesus is uh, not eternal or he doesn't have, you know, it's something that he doesn't have. And so he mm. gets a father or, you know, like the Unitarians would say that this, that the father empowers Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know? Um, yeah,
6: that would be, that would be silly though, because like it says in the same way, the father has life in himself so too he grants the son to have life in himself. Right. So. And so
13: for me, I just look at it as a way of Jesus explaining his deity to a way that we can understand it because we're finite, you know, or at least we're for, for his audience. But his audience hearing that would automatically know that he's claiming to be divine.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
13: so, you know yeah so i I look at that uh, nobody
6: nobody could say that they have like in the same way that the father has life in himself they also have life in themselves nobody could say that except for god so
13: exactly and i look at that as again uh, verse 26 coming off of the hill of his explanation starting from verse i think was it verse 16 so everything is 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 connected and the whole emphasis is that he's claiming to be deity yeah, you know. So,
2: what do you do with that? <laughs> I think the whole thing hangs on procession, though, right? I mean, do you, and this is a difficult concept. So maybe, um, Kyoto, do you want to do you want to run down procession
6: in like thirty seconds if you can? Um. Well, I don't. I don't know, like, what aspect of it. Basically, the idea is that the uh, the Father communicates the the essence to the Son by eternal begetting, or eternal generation, and then the Spirit receives it from the Father and the Son by eternal aspiration. And this is how we distinguish between the persons by um, their, their uh, what's it called, their hypostatic properties. The Father being unbegotten, the Son being eternally begotten, and the spirit uh, being spirated from the Father and the Son. other than that, there really wouldn't be any way to distinguish between the three persons, or sort of just like three buddies, you know. Well, and this is where and uh, we we would say that the the Son is eternally the Son, right? He doesn't just become the Son when he like, in an economic sense, like he's he's been the Son from all eternity um this
2: is where the modalists get tripped up is because they don't truly understand they think they understand the doctrine of the trinity most of them have never heard of procession
1: that's true yeah
2: did did you have anything to add, Anson? Um, about what in particular? Just about procession in general and making the doctrine a bit more clear to folks, because it is a, it is a complex doctrine.
12: Yeah. So one thing to, to keep in mind, which has already been kind of hinted at, is that when we talk about the procession, um, this is not an external act. This is an internal act of the being of God. So it's not something that's external, it's internal. Uh, Further, there are no spatio or temporal relations with procession. So we can't say the processions relate in any way to space or time because they're internal to God. They're not external. Uh, There is no time in God. Time is the uh, marking of change or from sequence, and there's no sequence or change in God. So the processions are timeless. Um, They're spaceless. Um, their internal acts of God. Uh, and it's the, it's the, I guess, way we talk about how the essence is given from the father to the son. So within the Trinity, uh, the father is the fount from which deity flows. He is unbegotten. So he is esse in his person and in relation to the divine essence. He is from himself. He is from no one else. But the Son is from the Father. Right? And the Spirit is from the Father and the Son. The Son proceeds from the Father, and the Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. So how do we explain this? Right? How do we uh, have a coherent understanding about the Trinity, given these, uh, these points? When we when we uh, we see things in Scripture, like Kev mentioned earlier, or uh, Kyoto mentioned earlier, in John 5:26, where it says, "Just as the Father has life in Himself," referring to the essence, right, the divine essence, "He has granted it to have to to be in the Son." Well, wait a minute. How can it be that the Son is granted the essence? How can we explain this? How do we explain as well in John 16 with the Spirit? receives truth a further question what does it mean for the spirit to proceed from the father all right we can get revelation 22 1 for example or john 15 26 so all these questions are answered uh, by the historic understanding of the processions and the processions are key they're emphatic to uh, Orthodox Trinitarian theology. A denial of the processions is tantamount to a denial of the Trinity. <clears throat> so the processions are very important. Our, our articulation uh, has to be precise because uh, we're talking about such grand things. But we're not seeking to put God in a box. We are seeking to understand God more with the gift of uh, reason and language that he's endowed with the church. You know, God hasn't revealed Himself in such a way that we can't speak about Him intelligibly or with uh, with system. And so, it's not bad to intellectualize or philosoph- philosophize about God, insofar as the truth coheres with Scripture and is true. Because uh, here is the truth: no philosophy. And no amount of reason can be true or correct if it does not align with Scripture. Truth uh, will never be against truth. And so if there are valid things we can say about God philosophically or by reason, uh, they're as true as Scripture. Because God is the source of all truth. And so although the language we use to describe the processions may not be found in Scripture, the way in which we speak about it coherently um, is just as true. Um, again, well, where does reason flow from? Where does natural philosophy flow from? It flows from God's being. That's just the truth of it. So, and this is a historic view that Christians have. Christians have never been a, against the use of reason. They've never been against the use of philosophy. They've always uh, agreed uh, with it. And so it kind of wasn't as relevant to processions, but it's just a helpful note because sometimes people might get a bit uh, hesitant or cautious when they hear philosophical or logical or precise terms being used to uh, describe God. Um, And the truth is that we ought to be doing that, you know? Uh, I mean, shoot, you know, even just an articulation of the Trinity itself does just that, even in like a really basic way. So, We need to to dispel the stigma of using reason.
7: I I agree. I think one of the verses that they use, right, is not to use vain, vain philosophies. Um, Would you want to like go into that? Like just for if anybody's thinking that like down in the audience.
12: Yeah. Yeah, I can discuss that. I actually have that in my mind. So people are going to say, well, don't be carried away by philosophy. That's what Paul says. Uh, the truth is that Paul does not condemn philosophy. Paul condemns the vain and deceitful use of philosophy in Colossians chapter two, verse eight. And if you look at how the Christian tradition has understood Colossians two, they're going to say, well, Paul, Paul's condemnation applies to the heathen philosophers, meaning those who believe in multiple gods or and a bunch of nonsense, but it does not apply to those who used philosophy or reason correctly. And so historically, Christians have understood this as, as Avina or Aviana. Yes, that's
7: what say? Aviana.
12: Aviana. Um, yeah, as Aviana mentioned. Uh, well, let's see, Rip Graham says, the problem is when the, when those logical and philosophical arguments contradict plain scripture, then man relies on their full well here's here's the the truth true philosophy and true logic will never contradict scripture it's impossible the the correct and right use of philosophy or logic will never contradict scripture it is impossible because logic uh, in its most basic sense is just the relationship between propositions and if there are true relationships being described between propositions well, guess what? All truth flows from the being of God, and so logic could never be in contradiction or against Scripture. It could only help it or assist it, and the same is true for philosophy.
7: Yeah, I think too. Like we would have to say that Paul is contradicting himself because he he quotes philosophers and you know is using it himself. Um,
12: yeah, we all use we all use reason and philosophy. We know, well to say like we don't rely on reason uh, that it's a bit of a like either either it's scripture or it's reason and that's a false dilemma. you know these two aren't juxtaposed. they find their origin both in God. One is just specially revealed. Uh, let's see the real just Jacob said when it says something like three persons equals one being. that's not illogical. Rich Evans says, can bats be birds and, ber- and not birds at the same time? If not, scripture contradicts reality. I'm not sure if you're referring to the classification
2: of animals in the Old Testament. Um, he is. Yeah, he tried face? this with me, and then we just went to the translation and debunked his point. Yeah, this
12: is pretty retarded, you know. Hey, let's just forget the, the translation right Uh Prior to, uh, say, modern scientific uh, taxonomy or um, the marking of different species or kinds uh, or genuses, there wasn't a standardized way to refer to these things. And so when the the Bible says that bats happen to be birds, it's uh, just using a term to describe what bats were like. So it's using old taxonomy and old genus identification. So it's not a contradiction. Uh, A contradiction would be uh, the Bible says uh, bats are birds and are not birds. You know, I don't, that would even follow a contradiction. Uh, When you say, when you say reality, the Bible (laughs) contradicts reality. You're saying the Bible uh, in an ancient sense conflicts with modern taxonomy, which it's not a contradiction. It's just a difference in how we articulate or identify species. So, bro,
6: Moses has to invent all the categories for entomology. Moses didn't, uh,
12: Moses didn't have like a twenty-two phylum, thirty-three species distinction <laughs> with a detailed, you know, genealogy chart. Like after you read Deuteronomy, uh, you're supposed to flip the page and see a graph of all the species and phylum types. Of the
2: animal kingdom, my bad, bro. I forgot. Yeah, uh, Moses actually invented kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Did you guys nope. know? Yeah, no, no, bro's no. He
6: bro's was gonna out. show up on Judgment Day, like, bro. But you said that bats were birds, dog. It's like, yeah. it's like y'all should, <laughs>
12: y'all should have listened to me. It's like Moses. We said that Moses. We said that bats aren't birds anymore, and he's gonna go. I told y'all not to take away from the book. I told y'all not to take away from the book, and he's gonna get mad.
13: Why did I think what that is- Anson was uh, was uh, Steve Harvey for real? I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, yo, he looked like.
8: Uh,
6: no, no. This <laughs> is Why do you even have pic- that picture of
12: Steve Harvey? <laughs> I think it's you hilarious. See, you see, I told you, I, th- I told you. <laughs> I, told you. Tim, I just got your text. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hilarious. Do you guys? Okay. See- do you guys, uh, have... don't worry.
12: Oh, hey, Tyler, what's up? Hey, Tyler. wait, where's Tyler? Black
6: Tyler's She's here. A... No way,
12: yeah. Real quick, uh, <laughs> baptized. Listen, man, you got folded last time we spoke about baptism, okay? But listen, um, I have my hand raised. I'm not mod, I can't bring you up. Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, I am a mod, and I'm not going to. But, yeah, go ahead and uh, say a final thing, because this mod well, actually has to no, uh, run. Tyler wants to oh.
12: come up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong with Tyler?
0: Oh, no, I thought you were talking about Baptized. My bad. I, I I, don't think I knew Tyler. But, yeah, I'm going to uh, have to go. Chris, do you want to keep send... this going? Yeah, yeah I, I would he's... love to
2: keep this going. I think we're having a really fruitful discussion. I mean, you're probably bored
0: I... out of your mind. No, I'm actually enjoying listening. I'm just, you know, killing Rabble and Fortnite, showing them who's boss. I mean, this is really good, except I, I unfortunately have to go. I wish you guys would get here like two hours earlier
6: we'll talk about non-denom stuff next time nate <laughs> yeah, be um, good.
0: okay well yeah let me make uh, chris a mod and yeah tyler i was talking to baptize but um all right chris you're a mod have fun and uh yeah let me know how it goes make sure yeah. you're in the room so it doesn't get overrun by people who are not christians
2: yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> um, all right um take care everyone do you guys hey do you guys want to do a like the real